Trevor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were were you were you telling a funny funny story when I hit record this time? I was not. I want wow. you to know that this is because I respect you as an individual. <laughs> That's right. I, I appreciate and I that. I value man. your friendship. Thank you. It was on the rocks for a minute there. Yeah, I'm not going to do it again though. <laughs> was Next close. time I'm going to catch you off. Yeah, this is this is very this is the bedrock of our relationship is that you do not catch me off guard in we recording. Have, we have the a beginning pretty of a bad relationship. Yes. Wait, we might need. Do uh, <laughs> you think there is there podcast counseling? Uh, no, there should be. Oh. I don't think there is. I don't think there's a market for it. Do you guys know anyone with like a psychology degree that could join us in this startup endeavor? Actually, that's a great idea. I should build that for it. That's, yeah, let's do it. That's the truth. I do know a guy. I don't know that he'd be interested in doing like strictly podcasts. He wouldn't want to do a niche, a, a niche counseling app. But I think like in his, at his practice, he would have like, you know how they like have like family and like behavioral therapy, like across yeah. like the letterhead or whatever. Across the bottom, he might be willing to add podcast relationships. <laughs> Talk to him. I will. Okay. Seems great. Great. Well, uh, <laughs> welcome to this is very anticlimactic. Welcome to episode fifty nine of Off the Crossbar, Ray Salt Lake podcast. It's very climactic, in my opinion. Thanks. That's what I I am for. <laughs> cool, um, Kyle. Let's uh, let's just kick off social hour. That sounds pretty good. Um, Fearless leader. Wow. Okay. So. Uh, last weekend, uh, um, I was the first weekend for, it felt like for a little bit where there was no smoke, which again was short lived, uh, um, cause the smoke came back with a bit of a vengeance soon after, but at least there were a couple of days there where it was very, uh, not smoky. So did a nice hike on Friday, um, with some folks went up to sunset peak. Uh, which is at the apex of little and big cottonwood canyons. You can, um, you go, it's this, yeah. Anyway, it's, it's right at the top and you can kind of, you can hike it from either side. Actually. Um, last time I did it, I did it from big cottonwood. This time I did it from little slash Albion basin, which was very, very delightful. It's a very, very lovely hike. And when I was up there, um, it was Carly, me, and then this uh, couple that we're friends with that uh, came with us. Um, we were at the top, and then there was this guy, or there was this group that came up uh, right after us. And um, one guy was like wearing like streetwear sneakers, and he did this like it's it's not like a super easy hike, um, but he was wearing like sneakers, and I was like, oh, how did you uh, like the doing the hike in the commandas, the Adidas commandas? And he was like, oh, he's like, I don't really have anything to compare it to because this is my first hike ever. And I was like, oh, really? And he's like, yeah. And then he pulled out of and and then he was also, which I didn't see while I was talking to him, but then immediately at this point, he had a Jimmy John's bag. <laughs> so he had like just had a bag of Jimmy John sandwiches that he had just carried up. Living the dream. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh it was really funny. He was a he was a funny guy. Um, he's like, yeah, I haven't seen this guy. There was some other guy that was up there a little bit before him. He's like, I haven't seen this guy in like 13 years. So we just did this hike together, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then 
and then as we were leaving, it was starting to get dark. I they were up there taking some pictures or whatever, and uh, I heard him say, "Should I put my Jimmy Johns away for this?" And I was like, "You better not," because <laughs> um, it was great. It was really funny just seeing a guy with Jimmy John, a bag of Jimmy Johns at the top of the mountain. Because I was like, "You could have just put the sandwich." It was like a wrapped sandwich. Like you could have just put the sandwich in. Like he had a backpack. He like huh. carried the thing separately. And I was like, you could have just put the sandwich in the backpack probably. But um, in any case, probably a good place to enjoy, enjoy some Jimmy John's. Uh, maybe I'll no do that better sometime. place. I think you've often said. I have been saying that. And they do have gluten-free buns. Or oh, do they? Bread. Yeah, they have gluten-free bread at Jimmy John's. Ah, probably that's not a, a very gluten-free friendly environment uh, for those worried about cross-contamination. But at least they do... Uh, have some gluten-free bread, which is pretty good. I think it's Udi's, actually, if I remember okay. correctly. So I'm going to jump a little into the news portion here. Uh, but Jersey Mike's yes. actually has been really good with gluten-free bread for oh, me. Oh, wait. Maybe, maybe I'm confusing that with Jersey Mike's. They actually, actually have like the full baguette style. I it's honestly beautiful. might be thinking of Jersey Mike's. I can't remember. Oh, I, I you know what? I think I am thinking. Okay, oh. so scratch all of that except for Jersey Mike's. Just replace everything I said. Except the guy really did have Jimmy John's okay. replace the gluten-free. When I start talking about gluten-free stuff, that's when I meant Jersey Mike's, I think. Uh, they're really good about actually like clearing everything off and cleaning off. Oh, I didn't off. know that. Okay. So I've had nothing but good experiences there. Sweet. Yeah. Well, that makes me, that's reassuring because I have gotten uh, Jersey Mike's on the gluten-free bread and it was it was really good on that baguette style bread. Um. Yeah, so that was that, that was great. Um, can I can I jump in and contribute to the gluten free please conversation? Yeah. Are you joining oh. us? <clears throat> Excuse me. No, uh, but I did no. go to Firehouse Subs. Huh. And they ha- they have gluten free bread. Oh, do they yeah. really? Or at least the one I went to today said that they have gluten free bread. And I don't know if this this might mean something to you guys, but the logo above it was Char, S C H A R. I don't yeah, know if that's yeah. like the kind of bread that they have, but it's a brand. Okay. Is it good? I don't think I've had that. I, I yeah, couldn't tell bread, you. I didn't see it till after I left. The bread is or good. Not. I've had I one firehouse out. sub, and it was fine. Um, mm. My problem is that you can't see what's going on behind their counter because they're so high. And then yeah. there's this weird, like, hyper-patriotic, Wait, like, I, firefighters I and American flags <laughs> Why thing. are they so high? <laughs> I've always wondered. It's just, I don't know, but it, yeah, it's they, just like part of the decor. The secrets. I didn't, I've never yeah. been to a firehouse sub, so I've no, I don't know what is going on in there, but now I'm very curious about the elevation of the sandwich artists. I mean, That's, it's not like, it's like a, like a tall counter. Like you can still see them. They can see you, but you can't really yeah, see what they're see doing. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Dreadful stuff. That's really I weird. Okay. Everything. That's good to know. Um, so there's also, this is, I was just talking about gluten-free stuff. Carly made these like gluten-free, uh, we use vegan cheese, but I do eat meat because I don't eat any dairy or drink dairy. Um, so it, we, we found this new like vegan cheese that we really, really like. And then uh, we made, Carly made these like delicious chicken quesadillas tonight on these, uh, mm. on uh, Siete, the brand Siete. They make a lot of... Uh, grain free stuff and it's very good anyway um so yeah um had some really good quesadillas tonight that was delicious but um let's see uh jake's wedding was on saturday so i saw uh matt and jenny and some other people there congratulations to jake specifically 
and also Allie. <laughs> I don't know why I worded that like that. Uh, but yeah, that was, it was really cute. Um, and then, and then we decided at some point to go to the RSL game in which we knew that we would only have, uh, about a 30 minute, um, viewing experience of rail salt lake so we did that so we got there with about 30 minutes left surprisingly uh i don't know if it's surprising but you can really just park wherever you want when there's 30 minutes left at the game it's beautiful it's like they don't expect people to come 30 with 30 minutes left yeah it's pretty pretty sweet life um, hacks yeah, life hacks. All you got to do is buy a ticket and show up with 30 minutes, an hour and a half late. Uh, it's great. You'll have a really great time. So we did that. Got some uh, cinnamon cashews, which was just delightful. Got one of the last three they had available. Um, it was it was it was lovely. It was a uh, it was a great evening. I enjoyed being at the game. It was really hot that night. We saw Ian, friend of the show, and contributor to the soapbox breakfast ian um we saw him that was that was delightful uh i yelled at donny toy to fight someone because i was trying to match the energy of some women behind me uh and i also um the guy started singing the uh you came a long way just to lose song when it was not quite sure that we were definitely going to win that at the end of that game which was a little scary there for a second, uh, but it all turned out okay. Anyway, that was a really long social hour, but you know it's late and I'm uh, I'm delirious. So uh, let's who wants to go next? Let's go to Trevor next. Let's let's uh, let's let's get a little break between since mine and Matt's overlaps a little bit. We might want to you know Trevor. <laughs> I uh, did not have <clears throat> excuse me did not have as eventful a weekend as you. I was sick like all weekend. Um, yeah, that's right. I went to work. Not COVID no, on, though, interestingly. Not COVID. I was, I felt like a little tickle in my throat like Thursday night. And I was like, please don't. And then Friday morning, <laughs> I woke up and had a sore throat. Or no, Thursday night, I was like, let's just nip this in the bud. So I scheduled a, an appointment to like get tested first thing in the morning right. for COVID so on my way to work i went and got rapid tested wasn't covid it was fine um but just all day on friday i had a sore throat and i had a little bit of a headache and then and i just like always have a cough it's kind of a concern but for the last like five years like i just cough i don't know what it is but it's not that big a deal but it was way worse obviously um anytime i get sick so i was coughing had a sore throat um at work pretty much all day and then um woke up saturday and was just like miserable um had a really runny and stuffy nose headache all that stuff just a classic really miserable cold all day saturday and into sunday and like enough on monday that i was like i'm not gonna deal with work and this at this point so i didn't go to work on monday but today i feel fine and that was nice that's great that wasn't the entirety of my weekend but I did play a lot of video games. We got the yes. new Final Fantasy VII remake. Ooh. Played for a little bit of console? that. For, for uh, PlayStation, yeah. Nice. PS4. Four? Yeah, it's still a four. Um, anyway, that game is pretty cool. I remember playing Final Fantasy VII when it came out, but it came out when I was like nine. 
So yeah. I remember that I played it, but I don't really remember much of the game. So I'm still getting kind of that first time through experience. Nice. But it's a completely different like game style, play style, and all new graphics and everything. It's really cool. I like it. It's fun. Love that. I love That's that for you. Very nice. Wow. <laughs> I guess I'm next, huh? Yeah. yeah what so. did uh, what'd you do, Matt? All right. So uh, on Saturday, Jenny and I went to a wedding. No, I'm not going to update you on that because Kyle already revealed <laughs> that I was wedding also did there. you go to, Matt? Um, Miss Piggy and Kermit. <laughs> that is so rude. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> It made it rude with you saying that when it clearly was just <laughs> making up some random thing you could say. That's the joke, Kyle. That was good. I, I, I like like insinuating that someone was being... That's nice. I like that joke. It's pretty funny. Uh, other than that, I finished recording season two of my sci-fi shorts podcast, so that was good to get that out of the way. And That's great. Other than that... Um, yeah, the garden's just exploding. It's really out of control. If you want a squash, please tweet at me, and I will give you a squash. Oh, you might I, have to come pick it up. It, Do you want a squash, Kyle? Will you bring some to the game tomorrow? Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I'll be concerned if I like bring it. I'm just, you can leave it in your car. Put a whole bunch of it in the trunk, and you we'll don't need all to bring just it go into to your game. trunk we at the end of the game. The same we okay. park in the same place. It's the, true. The, the game tomorrow, the weather is looking pretty interesting. I don't know what's going to happen, but anyway. the weather's supposed to be the same as it is tonight. Because tonight it was, I don't know what you guys got up in Salt Lake, but it was a lot of lightning going on tonight. It yeah. was a disaster down here. I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> I was supposed to go to a uh, local baseball team game match. Do they call them matches? I'm oh, the them matches. They, are, they are games. <laughs> A baseball yeah. game. No, it was it was the A's. Um, Salt Lake. No, wait, it's B's. The A's. <laughs> you were close. Just one letter off. Ah, darn. Well, that is a good question that I have for Trevor. Trevor, do you think the Oakland A's are going to move to Utah? No. Okay. Would no, you like owners, if they move to Utah? I wouldn't mind, but no. The cool. whole the whole story behind what's going on with the A's, it has a lot more to do with the owners just wanting the city to pony up more dough. Like they've already the city meaning Oakland, Oakland. Yes, they want Oakland okay. to pony up a lot of money to build their stadium for them. I see because um, they want to get out of the Coliseum for some reason. Well, not for some reason. It's kind of a garbage place, but it's like it's been their home for like thirty or forty years. It's kind of yeah. storied. It's kind of the thing. Everybody just kind right. of knows and accepts that it's not a state of the art place. But the owners want a brand new, like two billion dollars state of the art baseball Ooh. only stadium and they want the city to pay for it a hundred percent they don't want to like fork over any money for it and the city finally after like years were like okay fine we'll do it just keep the team here and that's when they were like ah, eh, well we're gonna shop it around and actually see what other places are offering and that's when the salt lake rumor kind of started so are I they actually shopping it to salt lake do you think or no i don't well i mean i'm sure that they've called somebody up and been like hey can we move our team to salt lake but mm -hmm. if Oakland is ponying up one or two billion dollars to build a baseball stadium for them. Is I, that a lot? It's a sizable amount. Yeah. Couldn't even I, go to space with that amount of money, right? I don't, uh, that's, that's my I don't think Not sure. the city of Salt Lake of or space. Sandy or Draper or anybody is willing to spend two billion dollars to just give to the A's to build a giant baseball stadium. You, you know, I sure hope not. I mean, 
There are more important things. Two billion. Yeah, yeah. That number I mean, might be wrong, but it's def- it's in the billions, is what Oakland said that they would pay for a new stadium. That's it is in excess of one billion. And like I said, even if it was five hundred million, I don't think you'd get a city in Salt Lake to pony up that, which I think is what it would take in order for them to move because they've already got what they're asking Wild. for in Oakland. So it would be cool. I would be down for the A's to be here, but I. Until I hear something cost? more than just like, oh, well, Salt Lake's an interesting place, then I'm not going to buy any bit of that at all. Okay, here's my final social hour okay. update. Um, it is with great regret that I must announce that Trevor was right last episode. And <laughs> it is pronounced Yong Sile. Um, I, I got a, te- or a call from my dad. Who uh, famously speaks Swedish and has well, for his whole life <laughs> speaks like a you know a year's worth of actual like studied Duolingo yeah Swedish um, which, is which is more than good. any of us so that's yeah. fair <laughs> um, who explained it to me and unfortunately dad I'm sorry I promptly forgot half of it um, but I did not forget that Trevor was right and uh, yeah <laughs> thank you matt I, i'm gonna go back and up, update the last episode to remove that and then i'll remove this portion as well i i humbly and graciously accept <laughs> your apologies yeah that's good you, i don't know if he actually said sorry though he did say you were right but i don't think he apologized i'm gonna just give him credit for apologizing i'm gonna call that an apology yeah i think that's fair <laughs> then i don't have to say the words yeah and with that i have nothing else in social hour have Real either of you quick. missed anything? Oh, yes. Go. Matt's dad, Steve. Next time you see me, explain it to me. Because those kind of like language rules and like pronunciations and like syllable sounds in different languages. I love that. So explain it to me. I'll remember. Phone number. What's that? I'm just going to give him your phone number. All right. That's fine. Um, Look forward to a call from your dad. Oh, I watched Suicide Squad last night. I also watched the ne- newest episode of 100 Foot Wave, which I'm still following oh. week to week, which I wish were coming out sooner. But anyway, um, yeah, anyway, so uh, Suicide Squad was uh, pretty good. I like James Gunn. Hmm. He's uh, he's pretty good. Anyway, so um, Real Salt Lake. All right. So News. First item, movement on the RSL owner front, question mark, I wrote. And this is, um, I think he might listen to the show, actually, because Ooh. we made a really bad joke. Uh, this is Bob on, on oh, Twitter. Yeah. I, think Bob, Bob. I think Bob does, actually. Because he did respond to a, a really terrible joke we made. Um, oh, that's right. Wait, which joke was that? I can't remember. That was uh, <laughs> Which of the late, terrible jokes? There are a lot of them. Of them. <laughs> the Les Rob. Episode. Oh yeah, yeah. that one, of course. <laughs> one one of the the best moments in our show's history. That was really funny. Anyway, he he pays a lot of attention more than any of us to media going around the club. Uh, I think he he must listen to ESPN seven hundred regularly. I was going to say mostly. I think it's just that he listens to the radio and we do not. Well, and, and he tweets Usually. about it. Yeah, yeah, he's he's very up to date. Uh, tweets. On at the drive 700, Spence Checkets on RSL ownership situation. And then there's a quote. Mm-hmm. There was a group in town last week that was kicking the tires pretty seriously. Uh, he continues. Also, Brian Dunseth on the same interview said he talked to some people from MLS a couple of weeks ago who said, quote, 
there was significant move, significant movement with regards to the sale of the club, but nothing imminent. Cool. So you know, <laughs> literally the usual. exact same situation where we've still been in. So well, but this time it's in the news rather than not in the news. Yeah, people are talking and I think about that, it. That's positive, right? It is positive. I just don't like the nothing imminent thing because. Yeah, it's incrementally positive, right? It's yeah, little climbing the staircase of greatness, and we're at the very, very bottom. Really, it's just like it's nice to hear that somebody, people, are still interested. That is true, especially <laughs> like when people are still looking was, in the shop window. Like, there's still hope there. Especially when we heard there was rumor. Well, there was concern about Vegas. Yeah, and hopefully that concern is overblown and. Just a, you know, what if scenario, but you never know, right? There, the concern being, did we discuss that on the last no, pod? The concern being that there's a rumor that Garber Vegas really wants has, a Vegas team. Vegas is basically guaranteed to get a team at this point. Yeah. And it's just a matter of. Cup final guaranteed it, right? Pretty much, yeah. And it's just a matter of um, whether they move an existing team like Salt Lake. Or they take another team that was already going to expand that may not be expanding anymore, like Sacramento, and just move that whole thing down to Vegas. And I think the Sacramento thing is way more likely. Yeah, I really yeah. wonder. I think so too. I really wonder how a Vegas team would really do in MLS. See, I'm I wonder the same thing. Sure. You mean like as far as just like attendance, like local yeah, well, fan interest? Yeah, and support because I mean, Vegas has grown a lot, obviously, but like I'd be willing to bet a very large portion of the people who were there for the Gold Cup game were from not Vegas. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's an easy city to travel to, right? Yes. Like I, I was like, I don't Matt came back through California that day, but when I came back through um Vegas <clears throat> the day before on Saturday. I saw so many cars that had like Mexican flags and like other stuff that was going on, like clearly going to Vegas for the game for the weekend. Oh, fascinating. So I, <laughs> I honestly, I, I, I don't know. I don't like having a ton of people at a, at a Mexico USA game. I don't think is indicative of a local swell of support for a potential MLS team. It may be, but no, I, but, I mean, I think if you put an MLS team in Allegiant Stadium, like that counts for a lot. I mean, the Golden Knights happen. It would be at Allegiant Stadium, and it would be. I, I think that's what they were talking about. Was probably putting them there. And uh, is it? I'm assuming it's. Was that turf that they played on? Was that grass? Uh, I don't know. I thought it was grass, but I it looked like grass. They didn't mention turf a million times in the I game so like i'm assuming it, it was grass yeah i was gonna say i feel like i would have known if it was turf yeah. um, i mean you look at a field tray is what a field tray there's a what video of it moving inside the stadium so it is it was grass well that's that was a raiders video let's see now the raiders do play on grass but it looks like they move it in well yeah it's probably that they wait no that's an indoor arena isn't it it's like it's indoor outdoor. Okay. Right? I was gonna I say they, they a lot of newer places have like a movable field that you can just take the grass and it's yeah. like on I'm gonna call it a tray and basically That's just move it. Yeah, and just move it like underneath the seats <laughs> where there's a whole bunch of grow lights and stuff and it just keeps it out of like the hundred and twenty degree sun. You cool. just described this video. Yeah. 
I don't think I've watched that video, but I've watched other videos of other stadiums that do that stuff. Yeah, some of nice. them have like two different grass surfaces or places that like have two different teams that might play there, so they destroy one grass surface one week and then the next one the next, so it gives it time to recover. It's really cool. It's cool, what you can do with billions of dollars. Yeah, <laughs> I would like that money. But uh, I mean, the point I was going to make was you look at the Golden Knights. Um, I mean, and they we were don't. instantly Sorry. popular. Um, that is true. Throughout Vegas, they were instantly well attended. Um, I think Vegas just wants, and in it, they, they want pro sports, but also like whether they have fans come in from LA because LA is only like a four hour drive, and there's a lot of Golden Knights fans in and around Utah that make trips down a couple times. A, a year like i don't think vegas cares if they're in vegas or if they're coming from yeah outside vegas because like you said it's an easy place to get to and even if you're Does not LA a golden knight fan la has a has two no one hockey team the Kings. Okay. Kings? Uh, yeah, yeah i guess i i'd be i'm but it's, it's I'm not easy to get idea. there and they don't i, I don't like think they're vegas gonna care team, i think local I th- or if it's people traveling to come see the game i, I don't think anybody's gonna care yeah. I too would like a Vegas MLS team, but if it's at our expense, I will be done with the league. And yeah, no, I'm I not going to be in it. That's where I'm at too. If it's like, the, <laughs> especially, especially this year, I've had years where I watch a lot of MLS. I like, I watch a lot of MLS in the bubble. I watched, um, or the MLS is back tournament. Sorry. The NBA was the bubble. Um, I watched like, there've been years where I watch a ton of MLS and, it's probably on the years when RSL was doing better, I think. I'm not quite sure. Um, but this has not been one of those years <laughs> for me. Yeah. And if and if we lost if we lost RSL to Vegas, I would just be like, I would yeah, no. I I I, I wouldn't be a I wouldn't be a Las Vegas Real fan or whatever. <laughs> Real Las Vegas. R L V. I like uh, it. They better yeah. keep the name. I wouldn't be a a Ryan Las Vegas fan <laughs> or whatever. Oh, oh. Oh, if Ryan Smith buys the team and moves it, I will. Can you? Imagine? I will sell my two two <laughs> shares of Qualtrics and never look back. Twitter at a, would be at a healthy profit. Twitter have you bought more instructions? So much shares? fun though. Yeah, I think I got three shares. Okay, I'll work really hard to make sure those are Thank worth you. more. So. Oh, that, that's insider trading. So, well, I'm just gonna. I'm sorry, to I'm gonna do my job gil- diligently and hope your shares get more expensive because okay. I hope mine do too. So. Oh, okay. I think that's that's no longer insider Is trading. That in, uh, yeah, I, I yeah. Okay. Hang on, I gotta okay. look and see how much uh, Qual- Qualtrics shares are, so I know how much money Matt has been thrown around. <laughs> Forty bucks <laughs> for both. Um, all right, so moving on um, while Trevor looks that up. It's 42.23 uh, at the moment. That's twice as much as that's mine. Good. Right now. Um, yeah. So Freddy Juarez in his midweek press conference, uh, and we'll get to more of what he said later, uh, but he, he did reveal that David Ochoa will be out for at least uh, two more games. I bet he will be. So <laughs> um, there, there's, there's that. Can we... Uh, Never mind. Is yes, the question it, were you about to say is are we sure he's actually injured? Yes. I'm no, we're not sure. He's also just was uh supposedly in uh was he in Mexico? Cuz his his grandmother passed away? Um maybe. I'm not I sure. saw somebody post that. I don't yeah, know. I, that's I true. saw I saw a tweet. 
I think it was, where somebody said that he was out because his grandma passed away and he's either in California or Mexico, which does not necessarily mean that he is not injured. It doesn't. But, but <laughs> how, how did he get injured? Because like the first game he missed, the team was like, oh, it's just a precaution. But they weren't yeah. like, oh, yeah, Thursday at training, he something or other. The answer most likely to all of this is that he's gonna a move to uh Liga MX team is pretty imminent. Oh, I don't want him to. And Zach McMath is gonna be our starting keeper as we make an MLS Cup run in 2021. The end of this year. I mean, not likely. Oh, <laughs> although <laughs> fun stat, maybe. Um, I didn't double check this, but I'm pretty sure off the top of my head, I've got this right. I think Zach McMath leads the team in clean sheets. I bet he does right now. Oh. It's he, um, either he leads the team or it is tied. Yeah, that'd be pretty funny. Um, <clears throat> did you guys, this is just for some reason my brain, just cause I, I don't know why. Did you guys see that video of like um, the guy pl- beating the drum in Seattle to the, the corner kick and then the volley? No. no. Oh my goodness. I saw the <laughs> corner kick in the volley, but there's you know, someone that. that recorded from like one of the Seattle supporter sections and someone hits the drum right as he kicks the corner kick and then hits the drum right as the volley is hit and he just dr- drills the volley <laughs> in, the, in the net. It's really sweet. Oh. <laughs> anyway, um, check that out on, I, uh, I think Matt Doyle retweeted it and okay. said, this is the greatest video in soccer history or something like that. I don't know. It's, it's really cool. Uh, for some reason that was just on my mind because i was thinking about our ml our future mls cup run and how we're going to lose to seattle in the western conference championship this year and um i was thinking about seattle so anyway yeah so i think Achoa is gone soon yeah it it feels like that yeah. right it does this feels I mean, like no this but feels now like you say that my mind is going that way like this feels be. like keeping a player not injured so he can make a signing. I mean, but I mean that usually happens like, like a lot faster. It's, it's not like we've uh, okay. So I was going to be sarcastic, but instead I'll be straightforward. And that's <laughs> that that the club has given us reason not to uh, trust the veracity of their injury reports. Uh, that from is true. Jason like, Ramirez, who was actively playing with Real Monarchs um, while being on the injured list for Real. No, Solari. he. I don't think he was. I think I double checked the the game. Did he, did log he come thing. off the injured list? No, he didn't come off the injured list. But they put him on the six game injured list, and from the date that he was put on, um, to the like end date, I don't think he did play. He was definitely training. Like we got the pictures of that, but I don't think he played a game during the the actual like dates. Mm. Because when okay. they when they first announced his injury, they were like, "Oh, it's retroactive to like two weeks before," so he had already missed one or two games, and it was a six game injury list thing or something like that. I remember I double checked it because I was going to rant about it on one of the breakfast episodes, I think, and then I double checked it and was like, "Oh, can't really oh. get mad at that because I treated it right." I think. But well, he was our, on there for six DPs games. Is playing with the Monarchs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but and now he's already listed as injured again. So, so yeah. it's just like there, there are little things like that where we've been given reason to doubt the injured list. Players who are injured but aren't listed consistently. Uh, so it's I don't know. Like I wish we were in a position where we didn't have to doubt that, uh, but we are. So 
Doubt we shall. I hope yeah. the squad heals quickly. Mm-hmm. But at least two more games. So who knows? Yeah. Huh. That's pretty good. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I lied. Never mind. I miscounted how many clean sheets so the team he has. He was at one point on the injured list for Alsa Lake, but played a game for the Monarchs during that time. Is that right? Um, no. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. You looked did it that up happen? and you found that? No, I'm, I'm asking you saying you miscalculate. I'm wondering if that's what no, you No, no, sorry. The miscalculation was the clean sheets. Zach McMath oh. has two, Ochoa has three. Okay. So that's good. Mm. Um, I mean, Achilles <laughs> very clearly the far superior keeper, and we've played much better teams uh, with David Achilles and goal. But yeah, yes, that's anyway. undeniable. So, cool. no, I didn't. I didn't yeah. hear the him leaving rumor. What's the transfer window like right now? Because I thought it was it's Mexico is like right? September. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep, so it it's lining up pretty <laughs> pretty nicely. I mean, if he if he can get to Chivas, which so oh uh, we, we didn't talk about how uh, um d- did we talk about how he officially declared for Mexico? I can't remember. We or did had, we talk about how it I was like imminent? It. But it was before so, the Players Tribune article. Had dropped, okay, yep, yep, yep. So he officially like when we talked about it last, he had like submitted paperwork, um, and that had been uh, like right. reported by a, a soccer reporter. He ended up writing a very good article in the Players Tribune, which is a uh, website where players. <laughs> Um, work with an editor to write an article for them and uh, yeah it was really good uh, to be honest and he basically well he talked about how he's declaring for Mexico and he's going to play with Mexico but he talked about growing up um, in Ventura County and uh, with a lot of Mexican kids he grew up with obviously a Mexican family and his dad being a massive Chivas fan um, and his goal one of his goals in in life is to play for Chivas at one point, and Chivas only has Mexican nationals on their roster. I believe is that I still thought, the case? I thought Chivas was, or no, I might be thinking of that Spanish team. I thought Chivas only had players from Guadalajara. Uh, the, no, I'm pretty roster. sure it's just any Mexican nationals on their team. Okay, um, and. I, I mean, so he talked about, you know, being a kid growing up in Ventura, but then uh, it is Ventura that he's from, right? I think um, that sounds right. He talks about how, you know, didn't feel American enough for the American kids, didn't feel Mexican enough for the Mexican kids. Oxnard. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. And Oxnard's in Ventura, right? I think. Anyway. You know California um, way better than me. I think Oxnard's in Ventura County. Uh I, I haven't spent much time there. It is but. west of Los Angeles in California. Yeah, in, yeah it's in that it's weird part that like Carnegie where the coast Art is Museum. actually looking south, interestingly. Um, it is a venture candy, you're right. Cool. Anyway, well, so its flag is amazing. I'm going to post this in Slack. Oh, it is a good flag. I was actually <laughs> looking the other day about this because I was like interested in, in, in what was like going on. It's like a weird like hyper-nationalist flag now. But yeah. instead... It's, yeah, it's a little weird. It's really funny. It's just like it looks. There we go. There's the flag. It I is now I, in Slack. I was unaware that they had such a massive um, Mexican population, specifically. Yeah, that's interesting. Um. Well, wait. Hang on. This flag. Yeah. Yeah. The one that says "Cuidad, Hermana de." 
I've never know how to pronounce the word Ocatlan, Jalisco, Mexico. I think that's a sister city, which they have listed on the flag. Oh, that makes sense. Cuidad Hermana, sister city, something, Jalisco, Mexico. Yeah, that's, a, so, that's a city. And here's their Ocotlan? logo. It's even better. In, in, no, that's uh, bad. The the twenty ten <laughs> census, sucks. the twenty ten census said that seventy three point five percent of the people there were either Hispanic or Latino, which is interesting. Um, but anyway, uh, sorry, can I clarify yeah, so, something real quick? Yes, you and I were kind of talking at the same time about two different things, and I just want to make sure that it's clear that Matt posted the city logo to the slack and i was saying that is what's bad not that they're 74 percent of hispanic in the <laughs> okay just to be very yes, clear yes 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 i was yes. reacting to the yes thing. their flag and logo are pretty <laughs> pretty funny the logo is bad yes it's it's it <laughs> i might argue I the flag is also bad but in a very different way the, it is there are two there are two very different Do looking what things Salt Lake city's sister city is i don't know uh, do we have one do we like I live there? there. Do, does do you guys have one? Yes. We, yeah. Uh, we that. have five. Oh, no, didn't you guys get a bunch because of the the Olympics? I don't know. Uh Chernovitsky, Ukraine, Izhevsk, Russia. I hope I pronounce these right. Uh, sounds probably good. not. Kilong, Taiwan, Matsumoto, Japan, and Turin, Italy. And oh, Turin? That's Turin, interesting. Yeah. That's the also home a of, Olympic uh, city. And the home of uh, Juventus and Torino. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wait, Turin, Turin? Did, wait, did Turin host part of the Olympics at one time? Oh, I'm sure Turin. it did. Italy did. So mm-hmm. Turin's like the second or third biggest city over there, I think. Yeah. Um, we have friendly relations with Trujillo, Peru. What? Like Which explicitly friendly we, relations? So we must have negative relations with other cities. With everyone else. <laughs> I would like to know we're technically the entire a war rest with. of the world. I think that's I think that's pretty fair to say. Um but anyway, David Ochoa wrote a really good article in uh in the um Players Tribune talking about you know his feelings uh growing up as a Mexican American and like the challenges he faced and like there he talked about um you know not really connecting with many of the US coaches coaches or people in the organization but did mention one guy in particular who has since passed away that he was really close with um and that felt like that was his main connection to the the men's national team and then um you know uh there were things that pushed him a certain direction toward, toward Mexico. And then interestingly, one of the big things he mentions was the, uh, the, that game that they had against Costa Rica, which was technically a FIFA sanctioned match, meaning that if he played in it, he would have been cap tied to the United States. Um, and he wanted to play that game. And, uh, he mentioned how the fans at the stadium on the South end, which I was in that for that game, were chanting his name for like, uh, him to be put into the game, but he was not. Um, so that was an, that was a chance for Greg Burhalter to cap tie David Ochoa. And that chance was not taken. What's interesting is that David mentions that being something that he wanted to do at the moment, but then ultimately thinking that playing for Mexico was the better decision for him. So maybe it was for the best that he wasn't played in that game anyway. Um, so yeah, he is choosing Mexico and the article was really good. He talks about, you know, just his identity struggles, but 
yeah, it was a, it was a, you know, good article. And he chose Mexico. So yeah. good for him. Mm hmm. Uh, this is one of the things that like I on social media it's one of the things that I don't really understand I mean I do but I also don't when you're fans of like the club you I feel like you want what's best for the players as a fan of the club and I yeah. understand obviously there's a lot of crossover between fans of RSL and fans of the national team yeah but yeah like I I don't understand why somebody would be upset that david ochoa chose mexico because yeah, like, this is the conversation we had last time mm-hmm. but it's totally his choice it's totally influenced by him and his life and his culture and his existence and, and everything that's gone into making him who he is and i don't think you get to as a fan get overly concerned about that choice i think you yeah. just have to take it and then either root for him or not on the national team stage. But that doesn't mean that like, it doesn't make sense to be mad at David Ochoa, the RSL player to play for a different national team than yours. Agreed. Cause there's several RSL players that don't play for the U S and we're still fans of them on RSL. So I don't, yeah. I don't really understand why there's that crossover. And maybe I'm just conflating U S fans being mad about it, the U S not getting chosen. Yeah. With and RSL it's hard fans to, getting it's, mad that the U S is not chosen. Yeah, it's really hard to tell who is actually who online, like on Twitter, when you see people like sharing opinions. I don't know who actually is an RSL fan that's getting mad about it. I would, I think there's probably some that are upset about it, but it's like, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah, we, like I, I'm, I'd be very, very, very happy to see him win a starting spot for the senior Mexican national team at some point. That'd be awesome. Um. And I'm not, I'm not like the United States has a lot of good goalkeepers. Uh, I think it's pretty clear that he not only does if, you know, if he felt equally about the two nations, I think if he was just purely going on what he thought would get him, you know, more playing time, I think he made the right choice anyway. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So good for him. All right. So next item on news. Oh, no. Uh, Mike Pecky <laughs> is tweeting again. Oh, boy. No, this is, it's innocuous. <laughs> But he did tweet a photo of a large white van right, that folks. says he said the word you're not supposed to say. That's true. Tim Cahill is the word. Siding and <laughs> windows by Tim Cahill. But in the course of looking at that tweet and wondering why is he tweeting again, I noticed that in his bio, there's a link to a site called mplimitlesssoccer.com. I, I want you both to go to this really quick. I'm going to know that. So this domain was registered in March. So this is uh this is Mike Pecky's new endeavor. Um and you know, good for him. Um I I hope he's found some peace in his oh, life and whoa. can do this productively. Um but this is him getting back into like uh youth soccer. The thing I'm really excited about though, there too. Um they say details and pricing on both of them. Well, they say it <laughs> on all of them. You can there's no like Bro, price this site on mobile is <laughs> oh I I bet it's bad. This, All right, so this one is of real them, like bad WordPressy. Yeah, uh, club audit, and it has I, the the sub notes are where's your club now? What heights can your club reach? And I'm just curious, like what would the pricing be for him to do a club audit of Real Salt Lake? Or well. to <laughs> speaking engagements. <laughs> I'm going to the speaking 
engagement stage now. What if Mike Decky met now. with the parents of the players of Real Salt Lake? <laughs> meet with board, trainers, coaches, parents, players. So, I mean, like, pretty clearly talking about, like, youth stuff, but that yeah. is very funny to think that somebody... No disrespect to Mike Petkey, except all the disrespect to Mike Petkey. But there's no way that like an MLS level team is going to be like, mm, well, yeah. we, we need a consultant to come in and tell us what the heights of our club is. Oh, this is so weird. We should I don't hire like Mike Petkey. Matt, I wish you didn't point this out to me. I haven't noticed this. I'm just. This is great. This is, uh, the this second, is so weird. Should we Should we book him for a speaking engagement? On the pod. Does he With have- over 20 years of experience at the <laughs> highest level, allow me to share my experience, comma, knowledge, and lessons learned. My story, building a culture, leadership, <laughs> overcoming adversity, creating a high-performance environment. Please, Matt. Hang on. Yeah, we're, this we're moving on past this real quick to see if Mike Petkey has a cameo. Oh, uh, he also he completed a U.S. Soccer Pro license course in 2020 after oh, he he'd been fired it? from Real Salt Lake. Yeah, he completed the course. I'm mean, good. Yeah, for I him. thought that I thought that that was the story while he was a coach here was that he was taking the course. Yeah, so he finished it. Um, well, and that's, I mean, good for Mike Pecky, but that's cool because there's not that many people that complete the U.S. Pro oh, yeah. course. Yeah, like it's, no, it's a pretty exclusive club. I think he could be a smart guy if he wasn't um, filled with so much rage. Uh, it does. So it does mention his having been hired at Real Salt Lake, but for some reason it misses that he is no longer there. It does uh, so, for some reason miss that part. I did uh, notice and that in the Mike Pecky bio, especially because the playing professional is so in-depth like yeah. there's so much detail about how like Pecky, a three-time all-star was like traded to dc united along with eddie pope jamie moreno richie williams Pecky went on two weeks trial with bundesliga side Bayern munich after his tri- which i didn't know um yeah there's it's like super long i didn't know he had two caps with the national team either um I didn't also didn't know that he captained the United States under 21 team and was a member of the U.S. squad that competed in the 1995 World University Games in Japan. Huh. What is the World University Games? I don't well, know, but I know university soccer is is really big in Japan. And it's a, organized by FISU, which is the FISU stands for the Federation of International University Sports. Um, I've literally never heard of this in my entire life. But Does it still exist? Like as an organization? Um, Do these games still happen? Yes, because the 2021 games are going to be held in Lucerne, Switzerland huh. this December. And then in 2023, they're being held in Lake Placid, Michigan. Oh. And then in 2025, they're being held in Turin, Italy. Coincidentally, Lake Placid, Michigan. Is that where Lake Placid is? No, it's in New York State. Oh, sorry, New York. I thought Lake Placid was Michigan for some reason. I thought you were like reading it, but it said Lake Placid, Michigan. Oh, those are the Winter World University games. So let's let's hop into the summer because I'll have you know that um, 2021 summer games. Well, 2019 was in Naples. 
2021 is in Chengdu, China. 2023 is in Yekaterinburg, Russia. And then 2025 is in Rhine Rural region of Germany. So uh, Lake Wait, Placid seems really lovely in the winter. Um, looking at the forecast or at the climate there, Google has some very nice charts about this. This is one wow, of the, the Soviet Union has won way more of these than like almost anyone else going back mm. to the 19. Uh, to the to 1961 they've smoked the field um usa won a bunch in the 90s it looks like and then china has been china and russia have been cleaning up in the 2000s so um japan however has <laughs> is the top competitor from 2019 and uh 2017 that was held in taipei and Wow, those are the top nations, but that's that's summer. So we are the most sidetracked I think we've ever been. <laughs> this is great. Is this more or less sidetracked than when we were using Street View on that town <laughs> that borders Canada? Oh, you know oh, what's interesting about? Well, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I want to move Winter there. Games, real quick. Well, I, I wanted to wh- make wow, a quick comment. Soviets and Russia for the Winter Games. My goodness, the United States have never has never been the top nation for the Winter Games. We need to get on that for the uh, world. <laughs> yeah, we do. the World University this is Game very Edition important stuff. <laughs> Matt, you were saying that it looks like Lake Placid looks like a lovely place in the winter. Yeah, I can tell you that it's a lovely place. Twelve. I can tell you it's a lovely place in the summer. Yeah, no, it looks perfect in the summer. It's I gorgeous. Seventy one. Mm. All in. There is a mountain right near um, Lake Placid called Whiteface uh-huh. Mountain. Hmm. And it's like the easiest mountain to get to the summit of in the world because there's an elevator and then it's like a 200 foot cool. walk to the summit. That's amazing. We need that here. Can you we imagine that- like an elevator to the top of like Timpanogos or something? Well, okay. So it's not like from the bottom of the place, but you drive oh. up to like the, there's like a visitor center and then you go down this giant tunnel and then there's an elevator that takes you up to close huh. to the top. And then there's like another visitor center and you like walk around and then you huh. get to the top of the mountain. We did a family trip back to Vermont. That's where my mom's from. And we stopped there one day and one of our favorite like family photos that we have was taken at the top of that mountain. Yeah. Sounds That's really, cool. really, really pretty. All right. So if we can be done with Trevor sidetracking us. Yeah. What no, the we're heck? not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can mm-hmm. confirm that Mike Petke currently does not appear to have a cameo. Um, Damn. All right, so I wanted to introduce a new segment this week because it happens every week. So why not give it a name? The Freddy Juarez quote of the week. I love it. So okay, here's, let's go. here's the quote of the week. It'd be better if I clipped in audio, but... Uh, laziness prevails. That's fine. When I don't make subs, you guys get upset. When I make subs, you're asking why I made the sub. End weird. of quote. <laughs> Real weird. Oh. <laughs> oh. Real I, weird that, that we would. Is he talking I say about? we, like I'm the one asking questions. Real weird that we would ask you questions about decisions that you make during the game. That's real strange. That doesn't happen to anybody else, Freddie. You're the yeah, only he's one. He's very picked on as a as a professional head coach of a soccer team. He's yeah. very picked on. His he's he's got a. I don't want to say he has a victim mentality. I don't. I don't think that is uh, necessary. He's got no, like snowflake victim. <laughs> what did he go to school for? Did he go to school for freaking uh, like? 
you know, uh, what's a what's a show? Did he did he go? Did he major in watching The OC? And he's just a whiny millennial or something? Come on, Freddie, stop spending money on avocado toast, dude, and get out of bed at before eleven a.m. Victim. Somebody Sorry. needs to update Freddie Wars's uh, Wikipedia page because it says coaching Freddie has produced two professional players, brothers Edgar Edgar Castillo and Noel Castillo. What he's, he's produced? How did he produce Edgar Castillo? I think uh, he, was, he a, was an academy coach at whatever academy I, Edgar Castillo was involved in. Like was he? Was he? Was he? Not an academy. Texas I think somewhere? that was, was his that? Uh, club coaching situation before he got hired at the academy. Yeah, I oh, think he yeah. was. I think he's from El Paso. Uh, okay. Las Cruces. Do I have that right? Oh, that's right. New Mexico. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's what's Edgar Castillo up to? I feel I like we could use him. I think he's semi-retired. He, he is. <laughs> this is great. Uh, he has played six games this season at FC Cincinnati. Really? Oh, that's right. <laughs> well, yeah. He just fell off. How old is he? Uh, 24. Oh, 30, he's, he's 34? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Last he got year, old he and bad it, pretty quick. Four well, games of Atlanta United. So he was like a Klinsman guy, wasn't he? Yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah, well, he, he was like how many? How many? Switch. How many like, national team caps does he have? Because the one time switch from from Mexico or what is he? Yeah, I think it's from Mexico. Yeah, he he was he was pretty decent. Anyway, to to round this all out, um, I I'm just a little little surprised at Freddie Wars's willingness to. Like express that he feels like he and the team are picked on by the press, um, and and not because like we don't criticize the team, and I think it's good to have critical voices. Uh, and comes to be no clear, surprise. it's not just us at this point. Like Dunny on the broadcast in particular has been very critical of Freddie's substitution patterns as of late. Yeah, and also I just want to point out that this team is bad and has been bad all year. So like <laughs> being critical <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, we we like, have a record of six six six, which is pretty I, great. I don't understand. I mean, I do understand because I get it. I get it, but I don't understand how a coach of this team can come out and be like, "Guys, why are you picking on me? Why are you getting? Why are you questioning the decisions that yeah. I made?" It's because you've lost six games and then you tied six games, and six, your home six, record six is, is abysmal. The funniest record we could have at this point because it re- like we seriously are the most like that team like and i'm not talking about like devil type stuff i'm talking about like could not be more just like good bad average just right in the center of of everything yeah and i mean it's good enough to get us into you know sixth place in the west right now um, (laughs) which is is nice um and we have yeah. like fewer games than other teams, so I mean, we, we could true. move up those ranks. If, yeah, and we have a good. Yeah, that's right. Man. We could. We could. The M- we could. MLS that's does within the realm teams of for being the like perfectly mediocre. Yeah. Like MLS will let you go into the playoffs for doing that. We have it, that's yeah the easiest playoff entry requirements. I think of the like five major leagues in America. It, yeah, it is really funny to think about us not making the playoffs. Some of those like pet key years when it's like yeah. seriously. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I the bigger problem for me, like we still haven't won consecutive games more than once this season. Yep. And and it's not that that is the measure by which like this team should be measured. That was 
Sorry. You're right. It is not <laughs> the measurement by which we should measure this team. Um, but it is a measurement I, in I which we could be measured. I would see this team put together a run because we're, we're not – we're doing the furthest thing from putting together a run. Like we had, we've had consecutive results. So we had two wins. We had yeah. two losses back-to-back. That was recent. Uh, and then we had three draws near the beginning of the season. But everything else, we've alternated a result. It's either like a yeah. win, then a loss, or a win, then just a draw. Just incredibly draw, frustrating. And it's just so hard to get a sense of what this team is. Um, well, yes. fortunately, and we'll talk more about this later, but we just played Austin, who sucks, and we're just about to play Houston, who also sucks. We have if Well, kind assuming of. the weather holds tomorrow, oh, Houston yeah. sucks. They've had two points from their last five games. Remember when we talked about that well, Houston Matt, game, about how we should have beat them from the last time? three games? Remember when we didn't Four beat games. Houston the last time we played them? Yeah. Yep. Did yeah, we tie? That was, oh, no, wait. That was at home, too. Never mind. We yeah, don't have that, that absurd. excuse. Yeah. Yeah, that was disgusting. I hated that. So I'd love um, for this team to get together and, and put together a good run and, and finish the season strong. And maybe maybe we have that in us, but getting defensive about it as a coach, um, I, I get the next piece of this. So he he later goes on to talk about how Albert's been a lot better and how nobody gave, you know, everyone was like, well, Albert's been bad at the beginning of the season because one, he was a he was bad. Like, yeah. I, I don't understand why we can't recognize that as a coaching staff. I yep. say we like him on it, but. <laughs> Me, <laughs> Freddie, uh, freaking what's his face? Pablo. Tyrone. Th- is he still there? The, the, the game, five yeah. of us should have been able to recognize that. The yeah. three of us plus those two coaches. Yeah. yeah. Um, but instead, it's uh, like, no, like everyone talked about how he was bad, but no one, t- no one's talking about how he's good, which I, I disagree. I don't One, think that's true. clearly does not listen to this podcast, clearly. which is too bad because I think we're somewhat entertaining and he'd probably enjoy social hour. I think so too. We real nice to Freddie all the time. <laughs> Never ever been yeah. unduly mean. I, I think we're very <laughs> fair. And I do think that we have been way, uh, very complimentary of Albert with his turn of form around the time in which he was removed from the Slovakian national team. Yeah. Which yeah, like, we were explicit about that potentially being a motivate. I mean, you never want it to be, a, you know, a player getting shunned like that to be the catalyst for them being better. Luckily, I think it did. If, if, I don't know if it was that or if it was something else. He has been considerably better. And it's not just the eye test like statistically he's been far better than he was like he is consistently one of our top performing players uh week in and out at this point i was gonna say over the last six or seven games i think there's been two players who've been i mean off top of my head two or three players that have consistently performed and he's one of them right yes and it's not just i mean i'm scoring i'm gonna say it's herrera and him and glad are the three players that over the last half of the season, consistently, they've been the best yeah. players on the team. My favorite like, right-sided sure. center back. And it's not just because he like has like random has just like started scoring a ton of goals or anything like that. He scored a couple more. He's gotten some assists in there as well. But it's like all around his play is has considerably improved. He seemed far more engaged, and he seems like a more dangerous player. And I think, like, if you look at any of the. Uh, stat tracking apps they generally have him as one of our highest highest rated players in it it week in and out at this point yeah yeah and and at that point he was you know when we talked about him being bad he was generally rated poorly 
Yes, it was reflected in the stats as well. Uh, it wasn't just again stats and the eye test, like you said, like yes, both levels yes. of judgment. He was bad at the beginning, and he's good now. Agreed. I, I don't so, think any of us have shied away from that. So no, yeah, um, absolutely. At least not on this podcast. We are very honest and well, fair. <laughs> yeah, so, I guess so. We're, we're a little bit of both, at least. Yeah, <laughs> that is um, true. The thing that that does kill me about this. Uh, Albert Rusnak has improved. Uh, the team has not. Yes, that is very true. So so on my form guide that I built, uh, which you can find on my Twitter, um, there's a, a five-game rolling chart. I'm just going to paste it in Slack so you guys can can see it if you'd like. Um, and if you look at it on your phone, you might see that things are backward. I'm not sure why. Um, I need to fix that. Anyway, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Um <laughs> But you, you'll see that, that RSL has consistently had between four and eight points in like each rolling five-game span. Yep. So I stole a little bit from Climate Scientists, which is my inspiration for these charts. Point galaxy you're looking trying at to look right at things now. over time, right? Instead of just a, like yeah. a chunk series, you're looking at, at a gradual series. And we just have... We haven't gotten better. Uh, we... We have been uh, between bad and middling all uh-huh. season. Uh, it hasn't mattered that that Albert has next been better to our general result set. Yeah, and that for me is more troubling. Like Eddie Juarez can talk about Albert Rusnak improving. That's great. He can say you're being critical of my subs. Sh- sure, um, but at some point he has to own these performances. The troubling thing is after our 1-0 win on Saturday. I guess let's just jump into it. Now we're sure. talking about RSL versus Austin. There we go. There's yeah. our head. Okay. So so after that game, he he talked fairly critically about the team, about how we should have been better. Um, but the the midweek press conference, once again, was back to, we were really good. We could have done a lot better, uh, but we were really good. And And I just... I'm really concerned that that there that uh, what is it like? I, I feel at a loss here. Somebody talk instead of me. <laughs> I think it was. I mentioned this um, upon listening to him post game. Um, I think it was really. It's odd to me in in like two ways. One um, and uh, on, on the one hand, like we won a game. And you, we won a game playing not that great. It wasn't yes. our best played game of the year. And that's like ostensibly a good thing. If your team is a winning team, you want your team to win the games that they're playing badly. You yes. want your team to win, period. And you ideally want them to win looking really good all the time. But that's not real yes. life. Sometimes they're going to play bad and you want them to be able to still win games where they play bad. And that's what they did. And you can... But there there was a whole lot of people that were like worried about how bad we played and how bad we played against 10 men against a bad team with 10 against men. against yeah. a bad team with 10 men. And I get why you're frustrated about that, but I don't understand why you get mad at a team for winning a game. Like, that's why you cheer for the team. You want them to win the game. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, so we Matt but and, that, I, and that's I, the kind of thing that Freddie was kind of going off at the end of the yeah. game was he was like criticizing his team for playing poorly when they finally won a game. And it's like, it just came off 
to me really strange that he wasn't just like over the moon about how we finally won a game at home that we should have won instead of dropping points when we very easily could have dropped points yeah i don't know what it really explains his change in tone essentially uh like that was essentially just different between the game day post game and then midweek it's maybe he just read articles that made him upset so that's what uh changed his mind but so we didn't see just to recap the game a little bit um Matt had the game going at the wedding on his phone on YouTube TV. If there's any wedding to to have the game on, it was probably that one. It was very appropriate. It was understood. It was fine. Um, And it was it was after, you know, the important stuff had taken place. So um, I we saw I I saw bits and pieces from the first half. Most I saw I think probably saw most of the first half. Um, We started off very poor. Um, We gave up a lot of really good chances in the first half, uh, including one that Austin hit the post on. Um, and that immediately led to a second follow-up chance in which they missed a header. They missed a few headers from very close. And then we scored on a recycled ball from Joni Menendez, who played a perfect pass across to Bobby Wood, who headed home, uh, very clinically that cross. Um, and then kissed a child on the head, which I was unaware of it being his child. I thought it was a random child because I thought the only kid he had was the one that was born just a couple months ago. Oh, that's such a better version of the story. I wish that was really funny to think about it. <laughs> being a random name muted, so I think that explains some of it. Yes, we weren't listening to it. We were just watching. So um, that was a great, uh, a great goal. And then, um, but just you know, weren't very clinical. Um, we, and we got to the game in the second half. I felt we were incredibly wasteful, um, in, in, in attack on, especially in, in counterattacking a team that only had 10 men. We had a ton of chances where we had three attackers against two defenders where we couldn't generate a, a solid chance. We had opportunities to play the ball through to Rubio Rubin, just couldn't seem to get on the same page as him despite, it's seemingly being a pretty easy thing to do where he had 40 yards to run onto a ball, but we just couldn't play it through to him. Um, we, you'd really like to see RSL score at least a second, because as I mentioned earlier, when those guys were singing to the Austin fans who had a pretty good turnout to that game, actually. Yeah. Kind of cool. Yeah singing you came a long way just to lose when it's the 90th minute and we're in stoppage time and i'm not sure we're gonna win this game (laughs) because we are looking very nervy in defense still um yeah it was a just from what i saw and trevor i think you 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 watched the full thing so you could probably speak more uh to the full um performance but i just wasn't uh impressed with what i saw and I'm, I would expect Freddie to not be also super impressed with what he saw. And I think that his post game reaction is probably in line with that. But I think maybe, I don't know if he just pays too much attention to media I, I, or maybe, I, I guess I don't know. The fact that he feels like he has to respond to the cr- substitutions of critics or the, the criticisms of his substitutions, I think is interesting. But yeah, I don't, I don't know what really explains his change in tone other than just that. I think he was probably right. I, I think I think it's good to be critical of the things you could have done better, but you should obviously celebrate a result. Um, 
But yeah, I didn't see any RSL fans really celebrating that result, to be honest, across all mediums of social media. And I think, to be fair, like, it's not a bad thing to be frustrated at the performance. And so, like, I get that, but... And I think we say like when we criticize a a loss and Freddie says, you know, we won in the stats or like we controlled that game or whatever. And we say like the only thing that matters really is the score that applies to wins too, right? Like we got the three points and um, it was against one of the, you know, the caveats is that it was against a bad team, had 10 men. We should have scored more. We did get the three points though. So yeah, but Again, I think it's just a matter of like expectations versus like what yeah. happened. And from that angle, I can I can understand it. I mean, looking at the decisions that Freddie made as far as subs, if we want to talk about that, I thought he got pretty much every single one of them right. He made subs at the right time. He made subs that made sense for what it seemed like the team was trying to do. It made sense for... Um, addressing weaknesses in the team um mm-hmm. at that time like all of that it all made sense and i i think yeah. that kind of leads to part of the frustration is he's making all these subs and they they weren't to try to like bunker in and and save a result they were to try to go forward and, and get another goal and i think oh, that's yeah, where we were it, going for the win there i think that's yeah. that's certainly the case yeah. so the we subs were trying were, to do that out- I, I think that's where the frustration comes in from fans and from Fet from Freddie is that we've got a bad team at home down a man and we couldn't put another goal in. And when I think that's scoring yeah. goals, like we're capable of it. We're scoring at a pretty high rate. We're a good offensive team. And be, yeah. not being able to do that in that circumstance is kind of frustrating. And I get is, I get that. Yep. Yeah, because we put in um Pablo for Everton in the 62nd. Chang for Johnny Menendez in the 62nd. Ooh, can we pause there for one second? Sure. So, so it was actually in discussion of that substitution, particularly uh, that he had that response about uh, being, up, you know, asking why I made the sub. And, and the reporter, if I recall, was asking like, oh, is there anything like you're concerned about to bring him out in the 62nd minute? Uh, frankly, for Freddie Wars, it's pretty early. So I, I understand the question. Anyway, go on, Kyle. You know, yeah, I understand the question too because um, it does seem like Freddie <laughs> seems to sub out the players early who people, you know, would would prefer to see play longer. Um, we saw we've saw that with Bobby Wood. The first time he started, I think he got subbed out in like the fifty something. It was yeah. like. It's like 52nd or 57th or something and if like that. We got the same. I mean, we heard that he wasn't fit or whatever. Um, so, yeah. So, and, and, and continuing, uh, Rubio Rubin for Bobby Wood in the 73rd, along with Nick Beasler for Justin Miram in the 73rd, and then Donnie Toya for Ashton Morgan in the 93rd, just as a time wasting sub. Well, um, Morgan was cramping. So, well, I, yeah, I, I don't know. He probably could have kept going. But yeah. yeah, it's probably a little bit of both. Call him A, call him B. <laughs> Yeah, which I was kind of annoyed by. That's the first time I've been annoyed by Ashton Morgan is because he killed like a pretty promising attack by just being down on the ground right there. But whatever. Um, yeah, so I, I, I'm fully understanding of this of the frustration because you know we looked to be going for like the bigger win there, and we could not get a second goal, which is concerning because we definitely should have, and that's. 
that's why you know i think people were upset is because it looked like and it, i don't it wasn't indicative of the subbing i think it was and i don't necessarily in this instance think it was too nece- uh, it was too indicative of the system or anything like that it seemed to be just like poor decision making in the final third which was um i did not like but well and there was i mean a couple times when like and both sides had the same thing it, times were like there should have been a goal scored like a goal scored is scored like eight out of 10 times that that situation happens. Um, we had a great move that put Damir free header, you know, in front of the box and like he scores that eight times out of, or at least puts it on frame nine out of 10 times. And he wasn't even close. Uh, I mean, Austin FC had one or two similar things. So I think it was just those kind of situations happened a few times. And that's really frustrating when you do everything right. Like you say, and then there's just one bad decision or just one bad move that just kind of ruins the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't, I, I, I feel like I didn't get a good enough grasp on that game to really feel like, you know, I can lay blame on anyone in particular or think I, I, it was concerning how we came out in that game. I thought I, I didn't like to see how many chances Austin had early on. It made no sense to me um, that we could come out against a bad team like that but but freddie wires was quick to point out they're a good team so so i think did he say that yeah he kept saying that. i mean they're they're by no measure are they a good team well not in results right yeah Yeah. let me stand up for some of these players on this team like they've got good players that have good mls experience and by all accounts the build of this team austin we're talking about should be better than they are. And Dunny was pointing that out on the broadcast a lot, just how the results have not this, fallen their way. This and, sounds very familiar. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of like good reasons why that might be the case. And there's a lot of goofy reasons why that might be the case. But like on paper, Austin FC is much better than they are. But yeah, on paper doesn't win games. That's right. Yeah. So I don't know. I think my, I guess we'll see what happens tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, my biggest concern was uh, it. It felt a little naive, and like the, I mean, from the time we got to the stadium, basically, Kyle. Yeah. Um, the the team would would try to spring a counterattack constantly, uh, which is exhausting, right? And Freddie Wars talked about that after the game. Is like uh, there was maybe a little naivety in the way they they kept springing counterattacks, and they had plenty of opportunities. And sure, they should have scored one or two. Um, but those are like leg burning counterattacks mm-hmm. and that's exhausting. And when you're, uh, struggling against a team, it might make more sense to, in, you know, a, a good possession team, instead of giving them possession right back, uh, by not scoring, maybe it might've made sense to, you know, hold some of that possession ourselves, Agreed. try to control the game a little bit and control ourselves because we yeah. weren't when the ball was away from our net, they weren't, weren't threatening on the counter too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't certainly wasn't their primary mode of attack. So no, yeah, they seemed so desperate for that second goal that we were stretching ourselves a bit too thin, like on when we were countering um, against a team that, you know, we could have done better build up play against with only having 10 men. It's very easy theoretically to to possess the ball against a team that only has 10 men yeah that was Um, the thing that was for me the most frustrating about this and i mean looking back like 
yeah, like you said, it, it looked like the plan was to counterattack, especially in the second mm-hmm. half, because that's pretty much all we did. And it seemed like a lot of the subs, except for the Beasler sub, was based around getting fresh legs in so that we can counterattack. And <laughs> which, like, fine, if that's your plan, but and that's kind of been our plan for you know parts of the season is to just defend 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 and then counter when we get a chance but i really thought there was an opportunity especially in the final third of the game the last 30 minutes to just out possess a 10-man team like you said we Mm -hmm. should have been able to possess the ball and just build up play or not even build up play just simply play keep away for Uh and secure the win that way and wear them out and go for the throat that way but that didn't really happen and that's why yeah. I, when they brought in Beasler, i honestly thought that's what they were going to do was just to lock down possess and, and worry about the game that way so when they didn't that was a little frustrating for me but still like when they countered they countered mostly well there was obviously some tired legs at the end of the game um i yeah like you said i don't think counterattacking is really the way to break down a 10 man team no and it's it was exposing us the other direction like it we really were, was that's what that's why i was really nervous at the end there is because we didn't look like we were in control of that game like we looked like we were desperate for that second goal to put him away but that desperation really exposed us at times i thought so it really underscores i think this team is not comfortable defending yeah right like they think to win we've got to have a two like a two goal lead and, and mm-hmm. just, there's some truth to that, but I'd love to see the team like coalesce around. We've got a one goal lead. We can protect this, not uh, get the ball away at all costs. This is mm-hmm. terrifying. Which is a crazy mentality for a team that is allowed as few goals as this team has. Like, it's crazy that that's the worry. It makes sense because. Uh, Charles was tweeting out these stats earlier. I might get some of them wrong, but something like 70% of our goals allowed have been in the last, I think it's in the second half and like half of those were in the last 15 minutes or something like that. So like we're obviously defensively very poor in the last 15, 20, 30 minutes of a game. (laughs) So I get that. But at the same time, we don't allow that many goals. We've got one of the Mm -hmm. top defenses in the league. I think we're like top five or six at this point out of 30 teams like we're we're good defensively so it's crazy that we're worried about giving up goals but i i think that's honestly the story of the season is that we just give up goals late if we gave up those goals in the first 30 minutes as opposed to the last 30 minutes i think our season would be completely different yeah i agree yeah all right should we talk uh houston tomorrow Sure. I have one item I didn't put on here. Um, you're both going to the game. Mm-hmm. Planning um, on it. Would you like to get tacos as a podcast? Let's get tacos as Ooh, a podcast. Depending on the weather, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I don't. I'm a little worried that like things might be a little chaotic. Uh, yeah, fair. Um, but yes, Ooh. I would love to get. I just I saw the, to, the high temperature tomorrow is 66. Yes. Wait, solid. the high moved to 66? The high has moved oh. to 66 in Salt Lake. Oh, I'm going to feel so cozy tomorrow. This I'm really excited. I'm, I'm okay. really pleased. <laughs> yeah, that's great. We have reached, real quick, we've reached the pop quiz portion of the podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I need oh. you guys to tell me 
you can give me a date or a team. Uh, but when was the last time that Houston got three points? The date today is the 17th of August. The season began on April 16th. So the date is somewhere in there. Okay, so our last game against them was a 1-1 draw. Oh, no, no. I think they beat us last time we played. Nope, time last time. That was a 1-1 draw? Last time we played like Houston was 0-0. Oh, a zero zero and a one on, one, right? On July thirty first, and then we also played them on June twenty sixth, and that was the one one draw. Okay, uh, I'm going to say June twenty eighth or thereabouts. Last time they got three points, um, beginning of July, maybe the f- somewhere after the or before around the fourth. No. Earlier? What is it? Way before that. May 22nd against Vancouver. May May the 22nd. So the end of May. And it was against Vancouver. If we don't smash this team, I like. Their last three games have been losses. So going backwards, it's been loss, 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 draw, 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 loss, draw, draw, (laughs) draw, 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 loss, win. Sweet. This team is like coming after that win. This team is like, what, 0. 0.8, 0. 0.7 points per game in their last like 15. Oh my goodness. All right. We, yeah, we better win this, huh? Like I said, this is, we've got Austin and Houston at home, two of the worst teams in the Western Conference. Yeah. So we were talking about how poorly that road trip turned out. This little two game homestand could kind of make up for it could it could yeah it's not gonna i don't know i don't i'm not saying it's gonna change the season but if we don't get a win it is a massive (laughs) disappointment i think i agreed yeah this is a must it's is this i mean i don't like to say must win but man this feels like a must win after this game crazy if we don't right yeah Yeah. after this game four out of our next five are on the road yeah so we got to win this one if we want if we're if we're looking to play some postseason freaking mother freaking football it's it's gonna be time to win this one yeah. sure will be anyway all right well on that note anything else you guys want to say about houston i've never um, been to the city i don't even have to i've been houston. to austin i really liked it houston's a city where i discovered kolaches oh nice oh yeah they're really no, big in texas right yeah which I'm not sure makes sense because kolaches are, I think, a Polish thing. <laughs> that sounds right. It's a date today. Uh, but anyway, yeah, they're big in Texas and they're, I mean, most things in Texas are delicious and they're delicious. And I'm glad that they are now a thing in Utah. Yeah. Oh, I am going to Chicago in two weeks. So if oh, anyone no has Chicago recommendations, uh, tweet them at me on mass. Maybe I it's three I weeks. Did. Do two and a half weeks. Probably I don't. Know, don't worry about going to a Cubs game uh, but the White Sox are really good this year uh, are they a baseball team both of those are baseball teams uh, the White Sox I think are the best team in the American League and, okay, they and have, the Cubs are the minor league team is that how it goes at this point that's fair to say <laughs> they legitimately only have like <laughs> yeah they don't have a, a lot of good guys wait are the Cubs your team Trevor yeah <laughs> Oh, good. I, I hope my kneeling was pointed in the right direction. So. This, this season is the beginning of a long darkness for the Cubs, is what this is going to turn out to be. 
Yeah, they, 2014 they won the World was the Series same like five years ago, and now they're going to be the worst team in baseball for like the next four years. So don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Not mad about it at all. One, one final RSL thing from me, at least. Um, I keep hearing people reference like, oh, we were bad in the t- 2009 season too. Um, That's, I'm going to let you we, talk, tr- but true, I've got opinions. <laughs> um, but I, I think it misses that we've been bad for now uh, seven, eight seasons consecutively yeah. or mediocre. You mean, at least. you mean to say we've been competitive? Yeah, no, maybe we that's were, what it is. No, because we were like oh, 2014 we were in the MLS okay. Cup final eight or nine years ago. We were in there eight years ago. Eight yeah. years ago. So last seven seasons. Which was the last no, Jeff Cassell, we were, we which was the last okay, Jason Kreis season. 15. I mean, we were okay because we just had the same players from the 2013 yeah. Cup. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying there's not a justifiable reason, but I'm just saying five yeah. or six years, not eight or nine. We were bad starting. We were really bad starting the second season of Jeff Kassar, I yep. believe. Yeah. Then we were Which solid for like three quarters of a Mike Pecky season. And then it went downhill from there. Yeah. You know what? Ugh. Someone recently shared um, broadcast or it was like a documentary footage of the Eastern Conference Finals in 2009 in which Real Salt Lake played a Chicago Fire. Um, I had forgotten that went into penalties and not not only went into penalties, but we were down 3-1 in that penalty shootout at one point um, and brought back to life from some really nice Nick Romando saves, interestingly, including that really insane one where that like one-handed save with his top hand as he dove left was just nuts um and also featured a incredible miss from fabiana spindola to Mm. seal the game interestingly and then chicago misses and then uh ned grabavoy scores the winning penalty Hmm. to send us to the final i should rewatch that um, somebody posted it in in Slack in the uh, in one of the, I can't remember what channel it was, but I watched that last night and I was like, oh my gosh! Like I, I mean, that was so long ago at this point, but I was that footage is so cool and um, it's also like really warped. It's like fit into one by one, but was originally shot to be like TV aspect ratio, so it's all like looking weird. But yeah, I think you um, can find this video on the uh, Real Salt Lake subreddit as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody posted it there, and then so, so yeah, someone posted a link to the subreddit post. But yeah, it's really cool. Um, Kyle Beckman buried his penalty. Who else missed? Also, in that game, Yuramov Sissian had some insane misses. Like <laughs> he had a couple thought. chances inside the box that in, inside the six that he really just somehow scuffed, which is really funny. Well, if you Um, remember, that was the time in his career when he needed three or four chances to score a goal. (laughs) Not the time in his career when he only needed one chance to score a goal. I do remember that being... That being the case, were we all at that Yerimovsisian, like, event where he said that? I don't know. I was there. Were you there, there, Kyle? I was there. I didn't know any of you at that point, though. I I think I was with you, Matt. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. I was definitely there, which was at Club 50. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Good I had times. breakfast there one time. It was weird. <laughs> Went to a comedy <laughs> show there one time. It was good. <laughs> we love a... We, we stand a multi-use uh, event <laughs> space owned by Deloitte Hansen. <laughs> 
Exposed anyway, this team is not the 2009 RSL team by like a no. million miles. So I'm very happy that people are looking back on good times and remembering good times. But the league also isn't the 2009. Yeah, like it's <laughs> you don't get to be like, oh, there's a lot of similarities between the 2009 team because there's not, except that we might barely squeak into the playoffs on a technicality this year. Like that's the <laughs> yeah, only that's, similarity. That's pretty good. My two favorite <laughs> words in the English language: technicality. <laughs> technicality. Yeah. Sorry, just a little Simpsons yeah. reference for. That was pretty good. I forgot you were. Remember? I didn't realize you were going there, and I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I think Kyle's about to fall asleep in his chair. Looks uh, like I've been wired on four cups of coffee. Two. I've been slowly trying to cut down my caffeine intake, so I need to. You know, I drank nice. two LaCroix, enough said. I love oh, LaCroix. Boy. Oh, I got hibiscus and limoncello, and let yep. me tell you, they are tasty. That's right. Okay. We gotta we gotta sync up next time when you when you get the uh guava one as well. Okay. I don't, I don't think I asked you guys this last time when it came up, but the limoncello, is it still like LaCroix limoncello, mm-hmm. or like does it actually taste like limoncello? It actually what tastes I mean like limoncello. Is, is it like mostly air with like a hint of limoncello, or is it like a limoncello drink? That's one drink? of the more flavorful ones. I'd yeah, say. it's actually pretty flavorful. Okay, I'll you give that one, one a shot. Tomorrow? What was that? Yeah, bring, absolutely. To, if I remember, I'll bring you one tomorrow. Okay, I'll give it a shot because yeah. the rest I'm of looking forward are to, awful. I, I can't believe how chilly tomorrow is going to be. I'm yeah. very. That's, that's I'm to, it might be start of jacket season tomorrow if it's going to be sixties. I might wear my. My bomber jacket. My we also like bomber oh. jacket. Tomorrow I mean, I'm not, is, oh boy. Ooh. So we've got chance of scattered thunderstorms. It's going to be a wet one tomorrow at the game. It looks like it's raining all evening. Oh, I'm looking at Provo, but still 90% uh, chance of uh, rain from it's showing 6 lightning until 6 p.m. tomorrow PM. for Sandy. Oh, that's that's yeah. perfect. Lightning yeah, will be all day tomorrow. Hopefully, nothing catches on fire. That's always my worry with lightning. Looks like we also got a mix of rain too, so I think we'll be okay if something catches on. Oh, yeah. I don't think it'll start on fire. I hope. Yeah. But yeah. Wait, so did you Fingers guys crossed. get rain this evening? Because we got yes. we got dumped on for about nice. an hour down yeah. here. I did over here. Yeah, it was like twenty minutes of rain, probably if that. Enough that I was worried, like, oh, is this going to be bad for the plants? Uh, but it let up, so no, it'll okay. be fine. I've got some spicy peppers going though, so. Ooh, I we need to start it. dehydrating this. Oh, we need to get. When's the? Are they? Have we heard about the chili cook-off this year? That's still happening, right? If we make, the or playoffs, that's too far away for us to like worry about because it's the last one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Don't Who worry knows about what's going to happen a month from now. Yeah. yeah. For real. But, all right. Well, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure and a privilege. Good night. I hope night. you all sleep well, uh, including those who listen to the podcast. We'll see. Goodbye. Okay. Good night. Bye.